Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am in Munich, Germany, something I thought I would never say, but I'm here. I made the trip over. The Buccaneers arrived today, um, probably early this morning. They have a practice later this afternoon. I went to the Seattle Seahawks practice. It was pretty cool at uh, FC Bern Munich, their facility out there. Um, look, this is a beautiful town. It's a, it's a it's an old historic city, obviously, um, you know. Some of these buildings are thousands or hundreds and hundreds of years old, if not a thousand years old. Some of the churches and things, and and it is it is hyped. It is there is there is a buzz. There is um, a little bit of of energy going with this game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Buccaneers. First game ever NFL regular season game in Germany on Sunday, and I'm kind of here for it. Like I I'm I'm excited to see what this what this ends up being. I think it's going to be more exciting even than some of the London games, which have become sort of routine. But even in London, even when you have those games at Wembley um, or Tottenham or wherever, uh, it has kind of a, of a playoff feel. It has kind of a bowl feel. It's sort of like half the fans are rooting for one team, half are the other. So you get emotion on every single play. You don't get that in an NFL game. You know, if the team's at home, uh, the, you know, the fans are quiet. When they're on offense, they're loud when they're on defense, but you don't have the noise on every single play. That's more like a Super Bowl, and that's kind of what I expect. Three million people looked for 70,000 tickets to this game. Can you believe that, Steve? I mean, that is that is really a lot of interest in this football game. And you wonder why the NFL is going to Germany <laughs> and why they keep Man. going to London and, and Manchester and... And, you know, who knows where else they're going to – I mean, Mexico City, too. That's game's coming up, what, in a week or two. Yeah, the interest in American football around the globe is huge, and the NFL is looking to capitalize on that every which way they can and, and, you know, create billions of dollars of revenue for them. And there is a ton of money in Europe that maybe even they can't tap into in the United States. I mean, it's – you know, when you look at the value of these – what they call football, their European football clubs – um, I was at FC uh, Byron Munich, and that facility is phenomenal. And the interesting thing about it is it's right in the middle of a neighborhood, like just a gorgeous little neighborhood, kids walking down the street from school, all that stuff. It reminded me a lot of Ted Lasso. <laughs> you ever watch that series? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Like there's a giant facility. You can almost see like where the, there was where the owner's suite would be, and it's overlooking the practice pitch. And then the, over here is the, you know, where the players um, come out, and then there's a whole media area. Like it was really well done. And Seattle was there. Now, Seattle, think about this. So as the earth curves, um, and I'm not Magellan here, but I'm just telling you, their flight wasn't much longer than the one from Tampa. Think about that. It's like, wait, what? What? Um, but, you know, the Bucks, their route would have taken them way to the north and then across the globe. And Seattle's already north, so they could go straight across kind of in the upper um, hemispheres. And so they practiced 
on Wednesday. Uh, and they got on a plane and then they flew overnight. They landed here Thursday and kind of practiced again. So they really, other than the plane trip, it was kind of like one long continuous day. Um, and so the Bucks are trying to attempt that as well only a day later. They practiced yesterday on Thursday, and they're flying all night, and then they will have maybe five or six hours after they land, and then they'll be back at it and have a, have a, a Friday practice and some availability for Todd Bowles, for, um, of course, Tom Brady, uh, maybe, maybe some other players too. So the, it, kind of a similar thing, but a day earlier in terms of the Seattle Seahawks getting here and, and, and sort of adjusting. Listen, I, I got to see for the first time this year, and it's been actually it's been a while because I cover the Bucks, and that's predominantly, you know, sort of the practices that I cover. And they only give us maybe 30 minutes or so, um, you know, during warm-ups and, and things like that where we can actually sort of watch them. And it's not really a great picture because you don't know who's full – go you don't really see a lot but we got to see a good bit of the Seahawks practice and this is after they've already worked out flown across the country or across the ocean um, and and gotten to um, this practice field and let me just tell you the attitude between these two teams is night and day and I mean not in a good way for the Bucks. I have watched enough buck, buck practices to know what their mentality is what their life on the field is, what their camaraderie. I'm not saying it's bad, but when you watch Seattle, and it's always fun when you're winning, right? There's like, what, six and two, something like that. So when you're winning, it's a lot of fun. But beyond that, Pete Carroll makes it fun. And Pete Carroll has had a lot of success in some of the innovations that he's had. Um, Like, for example, on Thursday was Techno Thursday. What was Techno Thursday mean? Well, it's techno music. It's kind of a you know, a genre that they look forward to. And to say this team, this this Seattle team is loose is an understatement. These guys love being around each other. And it's not about football. It could be it wouldn't matter what they were doing. They just enjoy each other. They are a team. They are they don't give a damn who they're playing, where they're playing. Um these dudes are having fun. The fun is in Seattle with Seattle. And the winning right now with that fun, chicken and the egg, I understand, is with Seattle. Comparing that to a Bucks practice or a Bucks post practice, the Bucks are very buttoned up. They're very tense. They're stressed about their start. They feel pressure because this could be Brady's last year. I mean, Geno Smith, 32 years old, you know, left on the curb of the NFL basically as a career backup for eight years. Nobody thought he should be a starter, including the Bucks, who did no work on him at all this past year when they thought they might lose Brady. He comes in here, and he's playing with house money, and he's on fire. And these guys are responding to that story, and it's one of the best stories in the NFL right now. And you contrast that with this, pressure cooker that the Bucks are playing under and it, it's not even close Steve I don't I don't know who's going to play better on Sunday but I know who's got the better attitude and I know who's got the better approach it's not the Buccaneers I'm just telling you 
They are way too tight. They are way too stressed. There's way too much riding on every single play. The Seahawks are playing a game like it's supposed to be played. It's a kid's game. It's supposed to be fun. They had a ball out here um, on Thursday, and I promise you, when I go out there to watch the Bucks practice later today, there won't be anything even approximating that. I, I know there won't be because I've watched Buck practices. It is so startling that I would be surprised unless unless the Seahawks are just sloppy with the ball, um, you know, breakdowns in the secondary or someplace or missed tackles. I don't I don't see how they're not just in a better position to win any game because, you know. They they just have the right approach, and I've seen the Bucks with that approach. I've seen the Bucks when they're so confident that you know there's no drudgery Wednesday through Saturday. It's just fun. It's just kind of like let's go. But now with, with the hole that they're in at four and five, even though they're leading the division, it's just a different game. I, I can't describe it. But the Seahawks are going to have more fun on Sunday. But hasn't that always been Pete Carroll style? I mean. Whether yeah, absolutely. it's in Seattle or USC, I mean, they, they didn't think absolutely. it would work at USC because he was too laid back and and for yep. college, and and he makes yep. it work. I mean, he's a tremendous coach, and and his teams, if you watch them, always seem looser. You know, it never he never seems stressed on the sidelines. Nope. Where you'll mm-hmm. see other coaches appear that way, um, right? You know, and I, I think that's one of his best attributes, and and why Seattle. Is successful year after year, and they're successful with Geno Smith this year. After trading Russell Wilson, after getting rid of Bobby Wagner, and yet look at they're leading the division, and a division that was some thought was the toughest in football, and they're the ones leading by a couple games, I believe. Yeah, they are six and six and uh, two, I guess they are. And um, it, it's been Geno Smith is one is. Is the story of the year, in my opinion, the 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 quarterback that had been put on the shelf for a long time, eight years, eight years between starting seasons as the starting quarterback. He's made some starts, but eight years between saying you're our guy, we're going with you, and he's 32 years old. And you know, it's funny because when you when you get to these games, these international games, they promote it. The NFL does a heck of a job. They promote it, sort of not on the same scale, but a lot of the same tricks as the Super Bowl, right? So you'll have big banners on, you know, iconic uh, architectural structures in the city somewhere. You'll have signage everywhere. Well, you know what? They put Geno Smith's face and and half his body, an image of it anyway, um, they put it on the Olympic Tower in Munich which was built in 1968. The Olympics were held here in 72. And it's the Olympia ter- term, or Olympia term, as they call it here in Germany. And when they told, when they told Gino about it, he saw, the, he saw the picture, the promotional sort of image, and he goes, I thought it was Photoshop, man. I didn't know they really did that. And he's so proud. He goes, you know, they could have picked a lot of players. I mean, you got DK Metcalf, right? You got all these defensive players. They picked him. He's he's one of the best stories in years at the quarterback position. Um, this 32-year-old that is just playing with so much confidence, and yeah, they're six and three, and he's got a good team. I mean, the, the offensive line has improved. You know, Russell Wilson harped on that for years. 
They don't give me offensive linemen, so they've drafted some guys. They're okay. They got Tyler Lockett. They got DK Metcalf, with, which, by the way, is like Bruce Smith playing receiver. Like, this dude is yoked. It's incredible how big he is to play receiver. You've got a rookie of the year candidate in Kenneth Walker, the third, the running back who's playing great for Michigan State. And it's it's sort of like Geno is reborn. He's had this, you know, terrible experiences happen to him when he was with the Jets. And, you know, it looked like the best year was coming up when they got Brandon Marshall and um you know, he'd had a couple uneven years. And then he gets in a fight with a teammate and ends up getting knocked out for the season as a result of it, like stupid stuff that happened to him. But he hung in there, man. He's hung in there, and now he's kind of matched sort of this maturity with his skill set because he's always an incredibly skilled guy. Man, you remember him at West Virginia, Steve? He was, he was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Oh, he was. Uh, yeah. I mean, he has athleticism. He has a great arm. Um, and now he's become sort of this calm leader and just kind of milking every minute of it. You know, his passer rating is 107.2. That's the third best in the league. Completion rate, and this is huge, 73.1. That's first among quarterbacks with 200 attempts. So he has done well and exceeded. And when you go back and you say, you know, in the offseason, oh, my God. The Seahawks are trading Russell Wilson. They're tanking, man. Who do they got? You know? They got Locke as a quarterback. They got Geno Smith. Are you kidding me? They're just going for the first overall pick. They want, you know, C.J. Stroud or, you know, or Young at Alabama. Like, you didn't imagine that. Like, no, no, they still got a good football team. And, yeah, no, they're okay. Geno Smith can play. You know, watch this. And Pete Carroll, I'm telling you, he's loving, loving showing people, everyone who discounted this football team, and he's winning one of the, what people argued, arguably said was the toughest division in football. He's winning it, winning it with Geno Smith. It's, incre- it's an incredible story. And the Bucks will have to play great football to beat him. But Geno Smith right now is one of the best stories in the league, bar none. Got more coming on this Bucks game, including Leonard Fournette in his pouting episode. But first, I want to remind you guys that to save money on your electric bill because it's going up and up, got a solution for you. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for 12 years. There's a lot of these companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship, guarantee for a 30-year labor and services warranty. So if anything goes wrong, 30 years, boom, they're out there. They're fixing it. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection, that right there is the made difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric uh, displays all kinds of its products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, all those guys installing that stuff, they work for May Electric and Billy May. They're up there on that roof. They're doing the job. You know who they are. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve your quality of life. And that of your appliances, May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. So I saw the other day, and this was sort of captured by Tracy Wolfson during the broadcast when the Bucks were playing the Rams, that there was a particular series that Leonard Fournette was not in. 
And Tracy Wolfson gave the sideline report that, ooh, you know, Leonard Fournette, very unhappy he was not in the last drive. And, in fact, the rookie, Rashad White, went over to try to calm him down and told him to let's stay in it. What do you make of that whole scenario? And, by the way, Fournette did not deny it. He did say, in fact, he was frustrated. He wants to be in the game all the time. It's difficult to be sitting on the bench when you think you can help your team. I get some of that. Like, that is empirically true of any competitor, any mm-hmm. athlete. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, he looks like sulking Lenny. And this isn't this where we began the conversation back in 2020 when Ronald Jones was rushing for 1,000 yards and Lenny was sulking, didn't accept his role, and Bruce James came oh so close to cutting him until he decided he would stick it out. And then Lenny got COVID, Lenny got hurt, and play, or I'm sorry, Ronald Jones got COVID, Ronald Jones got hurt, and then playoff Lenny was born. And now. We're back to the, really. We're back to the sulking phase at this point. Seems weird to me. Well, it seems weird, except we've seen this before. So why does, why should it surprise you particularly? That's who he is, struggling? right? Right. Yeah. Um, what this episode says to me more than anything is good on you, Rashad White. Yeah. I mean, it's the rookie going over there, going, "Hey, man, we need you." Yeah, that's that's a veteran move. That's a that's the poise yeah. you want from the other guy. And he also talked about, you know, look, it's hard to get in a rhythm when you're being taken out, but. You know, I mean, that's Rashad White saying this, not Leonard Fournette. That should be right. the veteran saying that. I mean, I, I get you want to be in there at all times. Every athlete does. They all do, yeah. And, and in the NFL particularly, because if you're not out there, your job may be gone. I mean, that's kind of that's the way right. the NFL works. That's but right. Tell me a team that doesn't take their running backs out at times. That's a position you get beat up in. In the it, NFL, even Derrick Henry, like he's probably the most mm-hmm. physically imposing elite back of our generation right now, right? He's had a couple 2,000-yard seasons. Mm -hmm. Even he has a difficult time standing up Mm -hmm. to that role. You're the sole running back. Like They all need help. In the best games, the best teams that rush the ball the best, they have multiple guys running it well. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's just that kind of league, right? It's it's a by-committee league. And... Sure, be frustrated. You want to play more. You want to. You think you're the best guy. You want to be out there all the time. You know what I would say? Make something happen then. Give them a reason to keep you on the field because right now, Leonard Fournette is not giving them anything. And and we can come up with excuses. We can say, well, the offensive line is bad, and you know the the scheme is horrible, and doesn't matter because that's his average. That's that's his resume, and no one's going. Yeah, but so. You better find out a way to, to, to do it, and at least if you're, if you're sharing the job, do it with a smile on your face because all anybody's trying to do is win, you know? And you come off unintentionally, because I know he, he just wants to be on the field to win, but you come off unintentionally as being like a selfish guy, right? Like, I need my numbers, or I need my carries, or I need, you know. No, man, you just need to win. Isn't win that what Antonio game. Brown did? Left Absolutely. The, left the field and the team because... Absolutely, he did. He didn't think he was getting enough catches to get his bonus? Absolutely. He was mad because COVID cost him his bonus. They wouldn't guarantee it when he came back. And in the first half of that game against the Jets, he had like five targets. The most targeted player was Gronk with six. One more target the entire first half. And he goes, I'm out. I'm done. And took off his jersey and all that. And we know what would happen. So, yeah, I mean, it's like do the best you can with what you got. But, man, um, I, and I, I'm okay with you being competitive and not wanting to come out of a game. I'm, I'm not okay that a rookie has to calm you down. <laughs> I don't know. There's something weird about that, man. Aren't you the one that's supposed to be going to him and telling him what's going on? 
Yeah, I mean, well, that's what you would think. But, and, and you know, if that's what we're going to expect from Rashad White going forward, that's a good sign for the Bucks. It's a real good sign. He's a mature kid, and, and I will say this. You know what people can, who they compared him to when he came in as a rookie? Chris Godwin in terms of maturity. Mm-hmm. That is a nice comparison to have if somebody's saying you're like Chris Godwin, mature beyond his years. You remind them of Chris Godwin. I'm not going to worry about his maturity level if that's what they're saying about him. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so the the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, eh, uh, eh, no G Man, no KK. What are we doing? What's we're breaking up the band here, aren't we? Yeah, well, G Man Troy traded to the Pittsburgh Pirates, so not only Oof. you get traded, but you have to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's like a really bad day. <laughs> uh, he was traded to make room on the forty man Kevin Kiermeyer. Officially, his option was not exercised, which we all knew was coming. Uh, yeah. You weren't going to pay him $13 million this year, so instead he gets $2.5 million and becomes a free agent, which the Rays technically could re-sign him, uh, you know, presumably for a lot less than $13 million a year. It takes two, though. that He'd yeah. have to agree to it. Well, he would have to agree, but I don't think the Rays are looking to re-sign him, I'm guessing. No, I don't either. Um, you've got Jose Siri. You've got Manuel Margot. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I think that's where you're going to go center field-wise. I mean, if anything, I'm hoping the Rays are looking to improve the offense on this team. And oh, they have Kevin to. Kevin Kiermaier's not the answer to that. We know that. No, they have to improve the offense. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for first base, I think you're going to, you know, look for a, a first baseman that has a lot more power production, I'm guessing. Yep. yep. Um, you know, it would have been great if they would have got Freddie Freeman a year ago, but obviously that didn't happen. Yep. Um, some other moves uh, they had to – so Thursday was the day that teams had to bring everyone back on the roster. So anybody who's on the 60-day IL – is not on your 40-man roster. Well, yeah, come at, back on at the, the end of the season. Man. Yeah, so uh, Shane Boz, J.P. Fireeyes, and Andrew Kittredge, Brendan Lau, Ryan Thompson, all activated Jeez. from the 60-day IL, put back on the 40-man roster. So mm-hmm. you had to make a spot. So part of this was um, Brendan McKay was uh, cleared waivers, is going down to Durham. Right. Nick Anderson and Roman Quinn cleared waivers. They elected to be free agents. Right. And Jimmy Yacobonis cleared waivers as well. He's elected to become a minor league free agent uh, yep. instead of going to Durham. So those players are gone off the roster uh, in order to get down to a 40-man roster, essentially. Now, there's going to be more moves coming because next week is when you have to bring players up from the minors that you want to protect from the Rule 5 draft. And, and I don't know the specifics of who's eligible for that and stuff, but the Rule 5 draft essentially is a team can draft someone from – your eligible players that have been so long in the minors, et cetera. I don't know the exact rules, but yeah, they can take them, but they have to go to the big league roster and have to stay on the roster all year. If you mm. put them down or option to send them down, then the original team can take them back at that point. Oh, wow. Um, and we've seen a few players through the years that the Rays have lost through rule five drafts before. Um, so there's certain minor leaguers that are going to be at that level. They don't want to lose. They'll have to bring on the 40 man roster. So you're going to have to make more moves next week. I mean, Kiermaier, arguably, since 
Evan Longoria, most popular player to leave, right? I uh, yeah, I think without a question, he's the most popular player other than Evan Longoria, maybe in the franchise's history. Yeah, you could argue that for sure. I mean, you know, Willie Domus was popular. G-Man Choi was another popular one. Brett Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David Price, of course. Um, Chris Archer was popular. I mean, there's been there's been players throughout the years. Yeah. But I, I would say Evan Longoria and Kevin Kiermeyer are the two biggest faces of this franchise throughout the years. Yeah, they're in, they're in a class by themselves. And it's sad, but we kind of knew this when they were running his career highlights before the season <laughs> ended last year. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I was like, wait, 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 what? It kind of caught everyone you know, off guard. It was the, the second-to-last game of the, the home schedule. And all right. of a sudden, like in the second inning, they start playing the KK tribute video. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, like he's on another team. He's up in the press box, man. What and of doing? course, he was hurt the second half of the year, so he didn't play. Yeah, but still, it was like you were pretty much saying goodbye right there. Yeah, you know, we're not going to wait till uh, till you come back. You know, with, <laughs> with the Cleveland Indians, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to you now. So, yeah, it's, it, changes were needed. I mean, listen, that the, the Rays reinvent themselves all the time. Sometimes during the middle of the seasons, they've done in the past because of injuries, and and they will do it again. They will find a way. Um, I'm convinced. I trust those guys. And they will get better at the positions that they have lost um, in not re-signing people. But um, yeah, it's 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 always look. It's always sad. I mean, baseball is one of those things you live with them for six months a year, and they're here for a number of years. You get to know them and really feel like you're you know invested in them. And then um, that's that's free agency, right? That's that's the way baseball is. Well, one of the As hard a good friend parts of mine that, used yeah. to say that's, that's baseball. One of the parts the Rays struggle with or I shouldn't say struggle is not the right word but it's hard is fans like to to attach themselves to players absolutely Steven Stamkos you know Mike Evans you know think of the yep. Evan Longoria guys that have been here a long time yep and one of the things with the Rays philosophy and the way they do business and you know and there's other teams that do this too I mean think Bill Belichick's this way except for Tom Brady sell it one year early or instead of one year too late it's it's honest evaluations of their players and where they're going and yep. willing to make any move to make themselves better yep and they you know and, and Bill Belichick's done it in New England for years the Rays you know I mean like Willie Adamas wasn't one they wanted to trade but they had a better player behind them so they yep. made the tough decision Kevin Kiermeyer yep. didn't necessarily want to get rid of him but when you're making $13 million a year, you can't afford them. And they're not afraid to make those moves, even if the fan base doesn't like G-Man Choi going away. Had an awful season. Now, apparently he's going to have surgery. He had some uh, loose bodies in his elbow that was causing him problems. He chose not to have surgery during the season. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why he had a bad season. Yeah. But the Rays know they need to upgrade at that position. And so they're not, they're not afraid to make those decisions. But for fans, particularly casual ones, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Willie Adamas was my favorite player, or Kevin Kiermeyer, or G-Man Choi. You know, I mean, those are three of the most popular players of the last few years. All gone now from the team. All right, we also got a couple of uh, mailbag questions we weren't able to answer the other night, so we'll hit a couple of those right now. All right, Steve had tweeted us, and he says, Any thoughts on Logan Hall's performance so far this season? I don't think he's had much of an impact on the defense so far. Um, I would agree. I don't think he has, and he, and he got opportunity, right, because Akeem Hicks was out, and so he got lots more reps than you would expect a rookie to get in that scenario. Um, you know who else hasn't shown up is Will Golston. I mean, Will Golston had four and a half sacks. It was like a career high a year ago. Haven't heard his name. So 
Between Logan Hall, between Will Golston, Vita Vea needs some help. And what happened on Sunday when he got it against with Akeem Hicks returning to the lineup? Boom, two sacks, right? So I think this about Logan Hall. I, he's a really young player. I mean, even young by NFL standards because he's, you know, I think he's all of like 21, 22 years old. But beyond that, his his lone skill is sort of like get off the ball, use your strength, shed blockers, get to the quarterback. He's a better pass rusher than he is a run stopper. And unfortunately, you know, you got to do both. And so I think he was forced in there a little too soon. I don't know if they lost confidence necessarily, but he, I'll just say that he's not making plays and you want to see guys make plays and he's just not doing it. So that's, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I believe in Logan Hall. I think he's going to be a good player. I just think that from the time, you know, he was also the guy that rolled up on Ryan Jensen's knee and felt horrible about it. It kind of wasn't his fault. Like Aaron Stinney in a pass rush drill, two minute drill, no pads kind of Stinney kind of threw Logan Hall you know, into Ryan Jensen's knee and, 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 you know, and Jensen's been out ever since. So, um, I would just like to see him be more consistent. I think that's what you're looking for. Shown some good things in the pass rush game, not so good things in the run game. He just needs to level out. We're, we're past the halfway point almost. And so you've got to see those guys starting to, you know, show up. All right. Jason had tweeted us and he says, Tom Brady and LeBron James dictated acquisitions and brought in other aging stars. Do aging superstars have too much power in sports today? Julio Jones, Akeem Hicks, Kyle Rudolph were not names atop anyone's free agent list. You can throw Aaron Rodgers on the on this list too, although he kept all the money for himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tom's always played below market value. I would say this, that if you're really good at something, just do that. Like, is it not enough to just be a really good quarterback? And I'm not talking about like, you shouldn't have any input. You shouldn't have an opinion. You know, you shouldn't voice that opinion. Like, you know, these aren't robots. Like, they get ball, right? They get football. I I just think that, especially in the case of the Bucks and Tom Brady, especially with Bruce Arians now kicked upstairs, there's not as many checks and balances right now. Like, for example, if Tom Brady says, I really like this free agent, do we think that someone's going to say no? You know what I'm saying? And that's a difficult position to put your team in and to put Brady in because, you know, when he goes all in for Julio Jones, who is, believe me, would still be a Titan if he could stay healthy because John Robinson liked him too, but he could never practice. And now he's, what, not practicing. It's kind of careful what you wish for. Like, it's a fair question to say, does Brady have too much control on this team? And I'm talking about from the head coach on down. Again, don't think he ordered the code red. Don't think that he, you know, kneecapped Bruce Arians. I think that he made it clear he wanted to do certain things that probably Bruce wasn't inclined to do. And so however it went down, it went down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom's part of this, you know. He just is. Some good mailback questions. The Lightning play tonight at Washington home on Sunday. That's correct. Against the same Capitals team, yep. The home back and home. Back to back. Yep. Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, Washington's um, pretty banged up, so the Lightning should have an opportunity to take both these games. They've got a lot of injuries right now. That'd be good. They, mm-hmm. they, need, to get, they need to get some points. They've got to figure out the power right. play, though, and stop giving up goals on the power play. The shorthanded stuff is killing them, isn't it? Yeah, four, four shorthanded goals they've given up in 13 games. That's not good. Yeah, including a three-on-five. I don't know how that stuff happens, but it's been bad, so they need to clean that up for sure. 
Uh, meanwhile, of course, we know that the Bucks are here. They're in Germany. They got the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. That is a 9.30 a.m. kickoff for all you folks that are waking up having breakfast in Germany um, or watching the Bucks while you're having breakfast, watching them play in Germany. So should be interesting. I'll be here. Read all about it on the Tampa Bay in the Tampa Bay Times and on Tampa Bay. Dot com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday for Steve Burstick. I'm Rick Stroud, the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.